Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Well, hello everyone. It's great to be with you this afternoon and to minister from the Word of God today. I love the Bible, I love His Word. It's powerful, it makes a difference in our lives. Without the Word, we would... Uh, we would be really struggling, wouldn't we? And so we we're so grateful for his word, his truth. It leads us, as Pastor Steve was talking about, being led into truth through his Holy Spirit, being led into truth through his word. And, and we've been learning about the kingdom of God in uh, in recent weeks. And the kingdom of God is the spiritual realm through which God rules and reigns. His kingdom has been revealed to us through the person of Jesus, our crucified and resurrected Saviour. And when, when Jesus was teaching his disciples here on earth, uh, he was teaching them how to pray at Matthew 6. And he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. And so what was revealed to us is that God sent Jesus to the earth to teach us about his kingdom. And then following his resurrection and his ascension into heaven, he gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And today being Pentecost Sunday, we're reminded that through salvation in Jesus, the Holy Spirit indwells believers. And now his kingdom lives in us, and we carry that into our context, into our daily context, our sphere of influence here on earth. As followers of Jesus, we are a kingdom people. Yes. And when Jesus said, your kingdom come and your will be done, what the disciples didn't realize at that time was that he was talking about us. He was saying, your kingdom your kingdom God will come and your will will be done on this earth through, through not just through me, yes, through Jesus, but through your people who are going to follow after me, filled with the Holy Spirit, carrying his kingdom to others. Isn't that amazing? His master plan was that this would happen through us and powered by the Holy Spirit. I find that rather extraordinary. And today I'm continuing with this theme of the kingdom of God by looking at one of Jesus' parables. And uh, parables are a story with a hidden message. They were the primary way uh, Jesus explained the kingdom of God to his disciples and to the society of that time. And we're going to dive into this parable together and see what treasure, what hidden message we find in its verses. And so I invite with you to come with me to Matthew 13, Matthew 13, uh, 31 to 32. So the parable of the mustard seed. And when you came in, uh, now not every chair has them, but we do have some spares. Hopefully everyone will get one on the way out. But uh, you can, of course, read along with me on uh, one of these or share it with the person next to you. And again, uh, we do have some more of these, which we'll hopefully get at the end. So parable of the mustard seed. He, Jesus, this is, told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. And though it is the smallest of seeds, when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Two verses, but man, they are packed with power, right? And so you won't really be able to see this from where you are, but I was holding up a little, this is a, I mean, it's a necklace, but the chain, I've got to get it replaced. And uh, this was given to me by my grandfather, actually, I think when I was about 14 years old. And it's got a little cross on it. It's a heart-shaped pendant, and on the in, in the inside of it, like I said, you won't be able to see it, because yes, they're so small, is that uh, it's a tiny mustard seed. And so isn't this interesting that uh, Jesus uses the smallest seed as a comparison for the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, as Matthew refers to it. So it's the same thing, but Matthew was being sensitive to the primarily 
Jewish audience he was writing to, which Alan talked about a couple of weeks ago in his preach. And so although it would be different today, the, the mustard seed would have been the smallest seed planted by farmers in Bible times. So it was certainly familiar to the audience uh, Jesus was speaking to. And so the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, is like this tiny, have to hold right up to my eye to see mustard seed. Does it seem a little bit odd to any of us? Why would Jesus choose the smallest seed to make his point? Now, we don't, I don't know if it will come up on the screen behind me, maybe not, but I uh, had a picture of a, uh, it's a, it's called a double coconut, or a sea coconut seed, or uh, if you want to be fancy, coco de mer seed. It's weirdest looking thing, in my opinion. And uh, it's, it makes it the, the largest, uh, heaviest seed in the world. I think it's about 30 centimetres across or something like that. And so I'm thinking, if, if Jesus had referred to this seed, and we had this sort of picture in our mind, we might go, oh yeah, that makes sense, because the kingdom of God, we, we know it's magnificent, we know it's large, it, it reigns and rules, it, it's the best of the best. But instead, Jesus uses this little thing, talks about the kingdom of God with this little thing. And so what this really shows us is it's not the size of the seed that matters, but rather what the seed produces under the right conditions as it matures. The mustard seed parable is a parable about a seed of promise. The kingdom of God will grow around us. And the kingdom of God will grow in us. We can say it another way. God will never disappoint us. And so the kingdom of God will grow around us. In this parable, the seed of promise has a bigger picture for us to consider. It's not all about us. We we like to think it is sometimes, but it really isn't. Uh, Newsflash, it's not about us. It is about others. And and Jesus is saying that God's kingdom, that the mustard seed, will have humble beginnings, small beginnings, even appearing to be insignificant. And God's chosen people, the Jews, they were not expecting the Messiah to appear the way that Jesus did, right? They were expecting a triumphant rescuer to, to save them from the oppression of the Romans with this military prowess, striking power. They were not expecting a baby in a stable. They were not expecting a carpenter. They were not expecting a man who would spend his time in the house of sinners and speak to people that were considered dirt. He, he kind of met with people's understanding of what the kingdom of God would look like. And so when he introduced the kingdom of God, particularly as we see in the Gospels, many people rejected his message. Uh, and the disciples were rejected too, a bunch of unlikely, rough around the edges individuals. Definitely not people we would probably choose if we were asked to handpick 12 people to help Jesus, the saviour of the world, in his ministry. Yeah, yeah. Kingdom of God is <laughs> different, totally different to us, the way we see it. The kingdom of God appeared to be insignificant, but in this parable, Jesus said that the smallest seed becomes the largest of garden plants, in fact, becoming a tree. Jesus understood and spoke prophetically of God's kingdom spreading throughout the world, its influence reaching out to include many, and and these are the birds that come to perch on the branches in the shade. And so it started with God's uh, chosen people, the Jews, experiencing salvation, and then it was extended to include the Gentiles, the nations. And so through Jesus' ministry, his death and his resurrection, we see that the gospel is meant for all. That's why Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. 
That's why the Apostle Paul was sent by God to proclaim the message of the spiritual kingdom to the Jews as well as the Gentiles. Uh, he says in Acts 28, 28, Therefore I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles and they will listen. And so the kingdom of God will grow around us. It's the seed of promise coming to fruition by God's saving grace in Jesus and his power to transform human hearts through the Holy Spirit. This is not done by our human effort. And I think sometimes we question, is the kingdom of God really growing? I think we can often think Christianity is maybe shrinking, particularly when we see uh, what's happening and the moral decline of our society today. But here's a few statistics. Who likes statistics? I know there's some people out there that love statistics. Awesome. Speaking to you guys specifically. Uh, so I've got a few statistics from the Bible Society Australia, which were released in their annual impact report for 2021. And I'm going to highlight a few, but you can access this report directly from their website if you're interested. Actually, got some awesome articles and information in there that you would be uh, probably enjoy reading. So 2021 in Australia, 380,000 Bibles were purchased through Kuron and 174,000 scripture items given to seekers and Christians by chaplains. 3,400 families in Australia also engage with Bible Society Australia through Bibles for Bubs. In China, 100,000 affordable Bibles were distributed to Christians. 7,912 Bibles were given to students across 54 schools in Kenya. 2,150 families received Bibles and relief packages in Iraq. A full Bible translation in a minority language in Vietnam, impacting 1.7 million people. 40% of a new Bible translation completed for 65,000 Christians in Mongolia. Wow. Is the kingdom of God shrinking? I think not. It is not shrinking. It is, in fact, growing around us. And so, yes, there are people, and we all know people, who will reject the message of salvation through Jesus. But God's kingdom cannot be stopped. And the promise of his word and the promise that the seed represents is that God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and God's kingdom will never end. You cannot stop that. It is biblical. It's the word of God. It is happening. It will not end. And so Psalm 145.13, For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. God will never disappoint us. It's the seed of promise. God's kingdom continues to advance. The message of Jesus is being shared and carried into places all around the world. And it started with a mustard seed. And it wasn't what we expected. It was actually what we needed. And the promise represented in its fullness through the one man, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And then it begins to grow from there. First in his 12 disciples, and then in several hundred, and then in the thousands as the early church ministers to the Gentiles and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then to the nations to over 2 billion people today. One by one. Throughout history, people accepting the truth that Jesus came to set us free from ourselves, give us new life and an eternal home in heaven. The kingdom of God is not slowing down. It is not stagnant. It is not stuck. It is growing. It is advancing. It is extending its influence. And it's doing all this from the tiny seed of promise. Because God can take anything that's like this and it just explodes in his power. 
Do you know if mustard seeds uh, are allowed to mature on the plant, they will self-sow. So the kingdom of God is growing all around us through those in previous generations, and now it's growing through us, his servants in this time in history who sow into uh, the lives of others the seed of promise. At C3 Queen's Beach, we are a testament of the branches of the kingdom extending to the nations. Many of us have come from different nations, brought together to Western Australia, to Perth, by his divine plan for this season, united by our faith in Jesus. A couple of Sundays ago, Alan reminded us in his preach that the kingdom of heaven, God's spiritual realm through which Jesus dwells in us, is not completed yet. There's a future element to God's kingdom, and we're a part of building that future element of God's kingdom. God's not going to disappoint us. And once we have the promise, we're self-sowing so that the seed of promise can then be birthed in others. God's kingdom planted in hearts through faith and reaching out across many nations. The kingdom of God will grow around us. The kingdom of God will also grow in us. You know, just like there is a bigger picture to this parable, there's a smaller picture, a personal picture. It's not only what the seed uh, of promise is growing around me, it's what it's growing in me. And my question for all of us to ask ourselves today is, what is God growing in me? We are often at different stages of growth in different areas of our lives all at once. Yay! <laughs> so we're further along in some areas where we feel more like the healthy plant and the strong tree. In other areas, we're barely holding on <laughs> where it just feels hard, like we're trudging through mud. We're struggling to see how this tiny seed is going to ever grow into a healthy plant. Maybe it's a broken relationship, mental health battle, physical illness, grief or loss, financial burden, unfulfilled dreams, unemployment. You know, it's in the areas of discomfort and pain where the most growth can happen. It's probably not what we like to hear, but that's what happens. That's how God's kingdom works. He's going to take our pain and our disappointment and he's going to do something with it if we allow him to have it. But a mustard seed doesn't just become a plant. The tree doesn't appear from nowhere. Poof, it's there. There is a process of growth. In the favourable conditions, the mustard plant can reach about 10 feet in height. In favourable conditions. Well, we can think it's the pain and the disappointment of all the struggle. That's the problem. That must be why the seed of promise isn't growing in us. What are the problem is that we haven't developed the favourable conditions for the seed to actually grow. And so last Sunday, Pastor Nicole preached a great word on the parable of the sower in Mark 4, and she encouraged us to consider the health of our heart soil. The soil needs to be prepared for the seed to grow. And as it's growing, we need to actually tend to the soil uh, so that the seed can then grow into this healthy plant. And it's really the same with our spiritual hearts. We need to prepare it <laughs> so the seed of promise that God plants can grow. And we need to tend to our spiritual heart as it grows so we can be healthy, influential, effective, which I'm sure we all want to be. And you wouldn't be here today if you just wanted to just have a mundane, boring existence with God. You want to be um, moving forward with Him and you want to be growing in Him, right? That's why you're here. If you didn't want that, you wouldn't be here. And so sometimes though, we have to, it's not all on Him. We also have to 
stoke the fire within our heart. We have to create the favourable conditions in order to grow. And I think this is important. Sometimes we can get to a space of complaining. Why am I not growing in this area? Why am I not doing that? And we go to evaluate our heart and look at the soil of our heart and we discover that, oh, a few areas I need to really address here, or a few things I need to tweak or add in or take out. And so it's important that we really consider and do it almost like a stop take on our heart regularly. The kingdom of God will grow in us when we are obedient to create the favourable conditions for the seed of promise he's planted within our hearts. What are the favourable conditions? What's, it's part of our purpose circles. It's a life with Jesus at the centre. Yeah. It's reflected through uh, an active prayer life, regular reading, studying, meditation of his word and being a part of his community, the church, serving him, serving others with the gifts he's placed inside of us through the Holy Spirit. These are the favourable conditions in which the kingdom of God grows in us. And in these conditions, the roots get thicker, stronger and deeper. And they enable the seed of promise to grow into a healthy plant, a large tree. And then when trials come and disappointment strikes our heart, and it will, God hasn't promised us a pain-free life. <laughs> but when we go through pain, he has promised that he will be with us, hasn't he? He said, I will be with you to the very end of the age. And so when things do happen, if we've created the favourable conditions, we will stand strong because we've grown our seeds in what they need to be in to be healthy and strong and effective. And as the kingdom of God grows in us, we'll help others. People will take shelter in the branches of our trees, just as the birds did in the parable. In other words, we'll have conversations with people where they'll ask for wisdom for their situation. I can't tell you the number of times this happens in my job as a chaplain, uh, and, and yes, I, I will intentionally seek people out uh, in certain scenarios, but I equally have a lot of people coming to me and, and they'll just start telling me things and they may not actually realise what's going on, but I believe it's the Holy Spirit that draws them in. There's something about me, hopefully, Lord willing, that draws them to me. And so they're, they're coming to me. They might not realise what's happening, but they're coming to me because they're looking for something and it's Jesus in me and it's Jesus in you. Like people are looking for it. They are, people are hungry for it. Whether they realise it or not, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for Jesus because nothing else in the, on earth, there's nothing that's going to satisfy except for the love of Jesus. And you have the Holy Spirit, therefore you have the seed of promise in you. Therefore, when people are talking to you, you're able to give something to them that can help them and actually make push them towards saying yes to Jesus and then their life being transformed. That's extraordinary. You have the seed of promise within you. And so people will seek us out for comfort, reassurance, prayer, hope. They're drawn to us. And when they walk away, they're going to feel lighter, they feel loved, cared for, valued, appreciated and hurt because there's nothing else that can love someone like Jesus. We know that. We've experienced it. And so I want to encourage you this week in your conversations with people. One, I do think is for some of you, you need to be intentional. So ask God. God place people on my heart to speak to this week. And then when you see that person, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. As soon as that thought comes to you, I need to go speak to that person, go and do it. And trust in that conversation, there's going to be an opportunity to just share that love. And again, it might not be necessarily speaking the verse from the Bible. It could be. Great. Uh, but it's just being there, being present in that conversation, listening. Hey, that, that sounds really hard. 
help you, what you're going through. Would you like to catch up again later in the week and talk more about that? And boom, you never know. Opportunity. Well, hey, that sounds really difficult. Would you mind if I prayed for you? I, again, I've never, I don't think I've ever had anyone reject an offer of prayer, wow. including people that, I would say, don't want a bar, apparently don't want a bar of it, and yet they'll be very willing to receive prayer, particularly if they're going through something significant. And so, yeah, be courageous, be bold, because God wants to use you. So as I come to a close, I wonder if you have ever subscribed or signed up to something and ended up disappointed with the result. <laughs> Maybe it's not what you expected. It wasn't as good as you thought it would be or you discover it's not what you were wanting. That can be disappointing, right? I got a, a, a free three-month subscription at the start of the year to Binge. That's one of those entertainment streaming services. I thought, that's great. You know, I won't have to pay anything, probably find some good things to watch. And then other than a couple of things, there wasn't really a lot that interested me personally. And so I thought, oh, well, good, a free gift that doesn't live up to my expectations. Uh, now, I know that this is a very trivial thing, uh, but the analogy is that, that when we become followers of Jesus, he will never disappoint us. Saying yes to Jesus is not like signing up to something that, that doesn't meet your expectations. Jesus will exceed your expectations. And so the reality actually is that we will, there are times when we will disappoint Jesus. And we repent of that. And the good news is he's faithful to forgive us and, and his faithfulness endures. And so we can't eradicate the seed of promise, even when we disappoint and we fall. We can't eradicate the seed of promise. It's here to stay. It can, you cannot stop the kingdom of God. It will grow around us and it will grow in us as we create those right conditions. So I come back to the question I asked earlier of all of us. What is God growing in me? Does God want to grow in us dependence on him as a source of all things? Does God want to grow in us patience, mercy, and forgiveness in our relationships? Does God want to grow in us freedom from bondages that have kept our seeds of promise from sprouting? Does God want to grow in us persistence in the spiritual disciplines and prayer and reading the word, even coming to church? Does God want to grow in us a great desire for quality time with him? I really feel this week, so two actions, one is being intentional with people in your conversations, but uh, also I really saw people during the week re reflecting on that. What is God growing in me? And if the first thing that comes to your mind, he's not growing anything in me, you need to cast it out, it's not from God. He's always growing things in us, always. And it might be, to you it might feel like that mustard seed, but it doesn't matter, it's in the hands of God, so he's going to grow it if you trust him with it. And so I encourage you to actually reflect on this in the week, and write it down. Or, you know, if you're not someone who writes it down, you're not put it in your phone, whatever works for you, but have a think about it. what is God growing in me in this season? And then with that, if, uh, pray into it. You know, God, is there something I need to do to perhaps, uh, are there favorable conditions I'm not creating for the seed to grow? Spend time with the Lord, ask him, and he will reveal to you because he's faithful to do, to do that. You know, we might feel sometimes like, God, Jesus can't grow anything in us, you know, let alone his kingdom. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, just struggling to get, you know, to get myself sort of for the day, let alone God's kingdom growing in me. But we know the mess in our hearts, we know the mess in our lives, but we have a big God. We have a big God, and he's not going to disappoint us. Through Jesus, God can take our greatest pain and our biggest disappointment and our mustard seed faith, and he can turn it into something beautiful, into something flourishing, into something that's healthy and vibrant. 
when we choose to trust God and keep him at the centre will create the favourable conditions for the seed of promise to take root and grow and the kingdom of God will grow around us. The kingdom of God will grow in us. It's the seed of promise and we can count on that never ever being diminished. I'm so invite the band to come up right now. And, you know, I just really get the sense uh, through this word, but also just being Pentecost Sunday, and that it is some, I think it's important to, to really sometimes put action to what is God wants to actually put into our, us and, and really take an act, I guess a, a, a step of faith, if you like. And so what we're going to do in a moment, I'm actually going to ask everyone to come down the front. Uh, you can actually spread yourselves, because I know this area is sort of a bit smaller, but I just want to invite everyone to come down in a moment, spread themselves across. Uh, and this is, we're making a stand today. We're making a stand that we are a kingdom people. We're making a stand that the kingdom of God is growing around us, and the kingdom of God is growing in us. And we're going to worship. We're going to sing the song we sang earlier, I Speak Jesus. And, you know, Jesus is the kingdom. And so when we're speaking the name of Jesus, we're declaring his kingdom to come. You know, his will to be done on earth. And so maybe it's a little bit uncomfortable for you. Oh, well. (laughs) God's not really interested that much in our comfort and our preference. And maybe... so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.